The Optional Podcast, hosted by Paul Tamayo and Cam Brewster. Video game commentary for the rest of us. To the Optional Podcast, episode number 186 for the week of December 2nd, 2019. The Optional Podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment, recorded each week from New York City and bounce around cables and satellites all around the world. Mm-hmm. And right into your listening device of choice. As always, I'm Paul Tamayo, and I'm here with my co host, Cam Brewster. Do you know the way of the four voodoos? Sure don't. <laughs> Well, I do. Uh, what's good, man? Not much, man. Uh, had a good Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. How was yours? It was chill, yo. So my family went out of town. They, uh, they went to Florida to go see my grandparents because they're old and, you know, they're not going to have too many and they can't travel really. So. Right, right. So they went all down there. Um, and so I didn't have anywhere to go, which was great. That's because, nice. like, when you don't have any, like, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. My girl went to her family's thing and I was like, I'm just trying to chill. Yeah. And no responsibility. I stayed home and I played the shit out of some video game. Wonderful. And some video game. <laughs> and <laughs> it was great. It was just like cool. Like I made a nice meal. Like I read, I made a red snapper for the first time. I bought it from wow. the Japanese market. I don't even know if it was real red snapper because I know there's a lot of red, fake red snapper going out there. Really? Yeah. They sell a fish that looks very identical uh, to. And they uh, just like dye it. <laughs> no, it's like, um, it looks like Red Snapper is just a dirtier fish. Oh. Like, Red Snapper is like very expensive. And, uh, well, let's just assume it was. Yeah, 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 why not? It, right? it came out pretty good. Like, I would do some things different. I've definitely been flexing my, you know, culinary. Yeah, culinary thing. Because I can cook a little bit. I just don't like to. That's my thing, man. <laughs> I, I know I can throw down in the kitchen. Right. Like, I like making breakfast. Yo, like, that's fun for I me. I can season shit out of something. Oh, yeah. Give me the adobo. My fucking yeah. flick <laughs> of the wrist is on point. But, like, yeah, I just don't enjoy it. Yeah, I just don't enjoy cooking. But the outcome, you know, is always the good part. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I did that. And I, I just chilled, man. Like, it, it was great. It was great. That sounds wonderful. It was real dope. Um, it was a light work week. So, nice. this week has been really, really cool. It's yeah. been cold as shit. Yeah, it's snowing right now or hailing slash it's hailing, raining. Yeah, when yeah. I was walking over here, it was like hailstorm. Yeah, it sucks. Um, yeah, mine's was pretty good too. Um, got to see the family, got to see my nephews for a bit, and then also, um, we, we actually did wind up going to like a Best Buy. Nice. That's and, your like uh, tradition, right? Yeah, kinda. Yeah. We're, we're we're like capitalist scum in that yeah, sense. We're sure. consumerist scumbags. Uh, but we but we don't necessarily go for like the doorbusters. We just go for like. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get some headphones. Yeah, it was yeah. like, yo, they got mad batteries on sale. <laughs> yeah, Might exactly. Well. Yeah. Yeah. They got the wire season three. Yeah, on. you're not like, trying to elbow shit. nobody. No, it's, hell no. It's just like. We go after all that's done. Right. And right. we come and we like, we're we just like, oh, yeah, let's see what that. Because I, I mean, every once in a while, I'll like, I mean, last year I got, I think it was last year I got this TV. I forget when I got this TV. It might have been last year or two years ago. No. Was it? You got this way more recent than that. No, I, I'm pretty sure it was on Black Friday. Really? Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I took a photo shit. with it. In front of, I remember I dropped it in Slack. Because actually someone in, <laughs> at work recently was like, I remember when you dropped that photo in, I thought uh, it was like really cool. I was like, really? I was doing that for fun. That was a year ago? Yeah, I think it was a year shit. ago. 
Time flies. So yeah, you know, like, just did a little bit of that, but I didn't buy anything. It was surprisingly enough, like I didn't want anything. Yeah. The older you get, the more I'm just like, I don't need anything. I, whatever I want, I fucking get it. Yeah, where that's that's my thing, man. Like it has to be very lucrative for me to buy like a sale, like yeah. really look for some shit. Right. Um. But again, it'll be like if I ever did some like you know sale black friday shit it would definitely be like batteries or something yeah you know like yeah, yeah. yo let me get these laminating sheets just, yeah like, practical because, shit. like <laughs> yeah, yeah i need a stapler yeah i need some staples uh, I, I did buy markers. one or two things like for gifts so that's yeah. that's pretty oh cool. that's good that yeah that's good yeah but um, um but yeah man same here actually like <laughs> she, yeah we're, wa- we're watching my partner right now play red dead uh with headphones on and i, I kind of just wanted that in the in the room because like the the way she plays is very chaotic and and very interesting and I just kind of need that energy right now. She just killed everybody in one with one stick of dynamite. <laughs> yeah, she's she's great. Um, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, so I also did this a little bit of the same thing where like I got to really sit down and sink into some games so much so that I I even finished one. Well, what you got? Um, so I've been playing a lot, spending a lot of time with Stadia actually. So so they sent me uh, I think on Tuesday night or something like that. They sent me. Uh, the rest of the launch lineup to like just redeem the codes for, nice. which is like, which was awesome, you know. Like, I'm never gonna say no to free games. Yeah, word. And I also gave the buddy pass uh, to my coworker. Shout out to Ethan. Yeah. And um, what's it called? Uh, yeah. So I've been trying to just like spend way more time with it. I mean, my partner right now is playing on on Stadia Reddit right now as we speak. But um, yeah, I've been having a lot more. I, I, it's it's interesting now have after like the honeymoon phase is sort of washed away and now just sort of seeing it as a gaming platform and not being so wowed anymore by the the technical by the technical at, side of yeah. things but every once in a while something really cool will happen that makes me like reconsider and reappreciate <laughs> oh god she's she's up to some shenanigans again um make me reappreciate the, the magic behind the right. scenes happening so for example, um, in addition to uh, I finished Shadow of the Tomb Raider last yesterday. What'd you think? Uh, I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I, I mean, it, it feels like a popcorn blockbuster flick. I mean, I had problems with some things, you know, like I had yeah. problems with, you know, the fact that everybody sounds Mexican. There is a really cool thing though that you can turn on in the menus. It's like it's like immersion audio or something. So everybody will speak their respective languages. So whether oh, that's shit. Quechua or Spanish. They'll like speak to you in that language, but then Lara's just like, "But what about the cave?" And you're like, "What the? F- they can't. They can't understand. <laughs> they don't understand you, you Lara." <laughs> so that was kind of cool, I guess, as an option to have, especially just to hear like Quechua, a language that I like. I know a very few words in because yeah. I grew up speaking it unknowingly. Um, words that I thought were Spanish, but then I, I came to find out later as an adult they were like actually words from Quechua. So um, that was kind of cool. I, I mean, also like I appreciate seeing that my ancestry in there, like the. The Inca ruins and stuff like that was cool. Like I, I normally don't see that kind of stuff. The third act, in my opinion, sort of definitely falls apart in some ways, where it, it just becomes regular Tomb Raider. But but that's also like I guess what I should have expected. Like I should have expected there was gonna be some supernatural elements and yeah. all that kind of shit. But um, did you finish that game? I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I will at some point. I don't I think, think it'll be this year. But uh, yeah. it was one of those things where it's like I get the gist. Yeah. Um, and it's. It it wasn't bad, like gameplay wise, you know. Like yeah. it was like, oh, this is another one of these. That's cool. Yeah. If, when I'm in the mood for that, I'll do it. But it was just one of those things. Like I'll get to it when I when I do. I feel like the last third, even though like the last last part of it sort of becomes this really over the top thing that you kind of have to really love or hate. Yeah. Um, but the the last third of it <laughs> starts to become way more of like raiding actually raiding tombs and figuring puzzles and that's, that's the, the shit I like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want the shootouts. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm predator. You know what I mean? Like. Which is fine. I get it. I guess they want to like 
build up Lara Croft as this like Batman style legendary figure, which is uh, cool, I guess. But, but save that for like um, uh, with the, what's the the fucking Ezio shit, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, like, yeah, save yeah. that for that you know genre yeah, like let totally. they, they do that well yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, them, let them have that yeah let them have that I, give me way more of and, that, and that's what i hear too from uh even like some people in the office who love this game like knowing that they really dig into the, the dlc which happen to have like more tombs and stuff yeah. like i could see myself getting into that stuff but more of the actiony things i don't love so much but i've also been playing so with the new batch of games that i got um i've also been playing trials rising which is that like motorcycle game that came out this 2D. year yeah it came out this holy year. shit and it's pretty fun man yeah. it, it's those, it's those like games a, are... yeah it's so ridiculous over the top and for those who don't know it's like a it's like a side-scrolling uh, motorcycle game where you're basically going through a series of like almost like what are those things called where you're like you you drop a pin and then like, it starts to like affect everything else around it uh, and, like uh you know what i'm talking about uh yeah rube goldberg rube goldberg yeah, yeah. I, saw you, I, saw, I saw you like rube, rube, rube. i was like rube goldberg <laughs> um it's sort of like that where you're just like going through these sort of almost like sonic style levels where you're like going through loops and then yeah. you're like smashing through things and you have to like you know step on the gas hit the brakes at the right time lean forward lean back um, in order to distribute your weight and like hit a ramp and you're also playing against like I guess three other <clears throat> like best time lap ghosts like in, I guess where, whenever you start to play I don't know how that works exactly but it's kind of fun I actually have had a really good time with it and um, but I haven't poured too much time into it I'll probably play more here and there like mostly on my phone but that, I think that's the beauty of those trial game trials games like they you know they're made for a drop in drop out yeah like, you know yeah get your fill play a couple things yeah get the perfect run also the first song that showed up was a jurassic 5 song i hadn't heard in probably like 15 years wow this is the second time someone's brought up jurassic 5 this week for me wow weird maybe they're coming back <laughs> uh maybe they're coming back with something um also charlie tuna is still one of my favorite mcs out there <laughs> you know what it was someone at work was playing like jeru the damager oh, so like was, a radio. yeah it was like we were just like <laughs> We were just talking about like things that we used to love that yeah. like don't hold up as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. It's Although, like, but it feels like home. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing. It was like I, I heard this song and I was like, oh wow. And then I started. I knew every word. Yeah. I, like, I haven't heard this song in fifteen years, but I knew every word. Yeah. Um. So that that game's pretty fun. I also um, I also played some more Destiny Two with my oh. my brother in particular. So here's where I, like the magic of Cydia starts to like really rear its head again where i'm like oh that's actually pretty cool so my parents back home um they have they have gigabit internet as well they have like fios gigabit internet and uh the router itself was like pretty iffy here and there because it's like in their upstairs in their house and like we were, were downstairs so it has to go through like walls and stuff so the connection at all times wasn't completely stable which we eventually fixed by by getting a new router uh, on black friday but nice. um but for the most part it, it worked pretty well so we booted up a bunch of games on Stadia. We played like Mortal Kombat, Samurai Showdown. But then at the end of the night, the first night we were there, we were only there for like two nights. Um, we um, we played Destiny Two, and my brother pulled out his MacBook Pro, plugged in his Stadia controller into his MacBook Pro. He brought it like an extra Chromecast he had that he's letting them use. So that's how I was playing on the TV, and we played Destiny Two together. We played a few like missions. We did and uh, the land party. Did, yeah, it was like a land party, <laughs> and it was. It was actually pretty amazing. Yeah. Like we played Destiny Two the way we used to play like Monster Hunter or something. Yeah, and like Halo co-op. Yeah, so, yeah, it was pretty wild. And we're just like talking to each other, you know, like oh yeah, so we're talking about life or whatever. And they'd be like, oh watch out, there's a guy over there. Like oh watch your left side. Yeah. And that felt really really cool. And um, 
it's sort of like starting to resell me on Stadia. Um, but then once that, like, again, once that high wears off, as, as cool as it is to have access to these games on all these devices, at the end of the day, they're still the same games that, like, mm. I've been playing or I've played before or I'm, I'm used to playing by now. And, like, that magic doesn't really hold up enough for me to be like, yeah, you should jump into Stadia now. Unless you have wild disposable income and you want to test it out now and maybe play some Destiny with me. Um, it's interesting. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, like, I keep going back and forth on Stadia, but right now I seem to be definitely warming up on it for sure. Yeah, I, it's just like... It- it's coming to grips with like who is this actually for and yeah. i think they need to like really iron that out like just you know this is really not for people who already have playstation xbox a pc yeah um but it may be for somebody who is like yo i like games i don't play as much but i you know i like to dabble in this shit yeah yeah, yeah. so like games are really important to me it just doesn't my lifestyle doesn't support it right now so yeah it might be really cool to like be yeah. able to like i'm renting yeah, a PC. I'll play. You know, I'll buy these games full price, but I'm still renting the hardware or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like you know, like, like that kind of feel to it. Yeah, and and like talking to my brother too. Also, you know, again, I should state he works for Google, but this is no way wow, impacts Paul. me or whatever. No, because I have nah, to like yeah. say that. Yeah, you know, yeah. For <laughs> someone digs it up. For, yeah, like, like hey, we're at Google. <laughs> um, but he, but he, even he was telling me like, as biased as he might be, he was yeah. telling me like, yeah, you know, like, and I've seen him sort of fall out of the loop with games as I've gotten older and I've become more immersed in games. Sure. And I had a moment too in like you know maybe 2013 when I was graduating school and like you know struggling to make to pay the bills and and find an apartment and like live as an adult. I had a moment where I felt a lot of games where like for a year, maybe more, I didn't play games. I I played occasionally. I would play like battlefield with you or something, but um, I really fell out of the loop and um, I could see how for some people that might be the case. And in with my, in my brother's case, um, sorry, George, to keep bringing you up here, but shout out to you. Uh, Again, happy Thanksgiving. Um, (laughs) No. So like I could see how, for someone like him and he was telling me like yeah you know like it's hard like i have to keep up with uh consoles and i just got a ps4 pro and i, and I went out of my way to get a ps4 pro to play god of war because I, I bought god of war and i didn't want to play it on 1080p on my 4k tv and so i had to buy another console and like you know there are games on xbox i want to play so i have to buy another console he's like so that just like that additional step for me makes me not want to play games like, it makes right. me but this in in in, in contrast uh, you know, 130 up front, assuming you don't already have a Chromecast Ultra that will support it eventually. Hopefully, the, you know, there's a world in which you don't need to buy the Chromecast right. bundle. So you can buy the controller for whatever it is, like 50 or 60 bucks, and then play, have access to games that, again, you have to pay for. But um, you don't have to worry about the hardware end of things. And I kind of feel that. Like, I, I, there's there's been moments where I'm like, Man, do I get an Xbox One X for like two games? Because mm. someone tried to make the argument to me recently that like, oh well, you know, can we talk about the 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 added cost, the the overall cost of something like Stadia after like a year, for example, where you're paying ten bucks a month, and or maybe after five years, mm-hmm. how how isn't it better to just buy an Xbox right. and then you know the 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 cost up front is is smaller than the long term cost for for Stadia, for example. Um, but we're also not taking into account buying the games on top of that, right. uh, buying paying for like something like Xbox Live or even Games Pass, like or on PlayStation PS Plus. Like these things add up, right? Even the Switch has now a, a yearly annual subscription thing or monthly if you don't want to do that, right? So like I didn't really like find that argument that compelling, but um, I don't know. There's something about Stadia that 
I guess for certain people I get, but I think for like maybe nine out of 10 people listening to this show right now, you're probably not going to want to get Stadia. No, I don't, I don't think it's ready. It's not ready to, to serve up yet, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wonder, they have to have like a, a service ready or at least in, in their mind, like their like rollout that they're like at the end of this year, oh, next year, they'll be like, yo, we have a Games Pass-esque yeah. situation. They have to. They have to. They have to. If they want to be competitive. Because that shit will make me want to buy it. Yeah. You know what I I'm mean, saying? Like, yeah, totally. That, yeah, it, that makes it worth it at that point. I mean, one of our stories, I mean, we can like we can jump into it now and then yeah. we don't, we don't yeah, have we to don't talk know. about it later, but it was <laughs> the fact that Stadia, is they added two games to the December Pro free you know giveaway thing that they're doing every month, the same way that PS Plus does. And it was, I think it's the reg- the first Tomb Raider, and then Farming Simulator, which yeah. is like okay, fine, cool. But to whoever that bought it, they're issuing refunds. So like you can tell, it it seems like even from the outside, I have no inside information here, but it seems like they're like struggling or like they're trying to like scramble to you know find incentives to get people to sign up. And in my opinion, Farming Simulator, Tomb Raider, Destiny Two, and Samurai Showdown still aren't enough of a reason to buy it because so. I love Destiny 2. Destiny 2 is a phenomenal shooter. But it's been out for how many years? And it requires, in in some ways, it requires you to play with others. It definitely does. Yeah. And if I'm only playing with the 10 people that have Stadia. What's the point? And I don't know any of them. Right. (laughs) And only like one of my friends has Stadia. If that, then it's like, mm, also, if you have Stadia, let me know. Add me on Polymayo. Yeah, right. (laughs) And you have to have Destiny again on the third system that you have. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, Cross Cross Save is pretty cool. Cross Save. But But it also comes with every... DLC pack, which is nice. That's, that is cool. Um, so, you yeah, know. It, there's a lot. There's a lot of, like, check marks that you have to, like, figure out. But I, I think, um, you know, this is, again, this is one of those things. Like, this is a luxury item. Yeah. It's not going to be for everybody. No. It's just, like, you have to accept that, you know. if Even if you're really interested in it, it's just, like, some, it might not be ready yet. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah like, that's fine. It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, so many products come out nowadays that, like, you know, launch rough. Or games oh, yeah. that launch rough. Oh, I forgot to mention one in my. But it's, it's. I actually talk about it in the news, so maybe I'll talk about it then. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess I'm coming around to Stadia, but I still need that thing that they've been talking about. That like makes I need a Stadia exclusive that makes me go, oh, yo, you gotta play Battlefield on yeah. Stadia, where it's like a hundred players and the destruction is crazy or whatever. It's just one of those things where it's like the game space is already super flooded. Right, and they're coming in as the new guys, and like, yo, buy our shit. It's like you're not doing anything. Yeah, the technology is really cool. Sure, that's not going to get people, you know, because again, you have to check all these boxes before you can even get there. Right. So you're not doing anything new beyond that, though. Yeah. So if they come out with something that's like, yo, taking the good parts of gaming and putting it on their shit, making it like the convenience factor is going to be the thing that's going to make it dope. That's where I think Xbox has a chance to really oh, take yeah. the lead here because they're like yo our shit's our beta i think is launching with like 50 games i mean if they i'm not sure i haven't read too much about it but like if there's a way they tie it into like games pass which by the way is still the best deal on the market oh for 10 bucks a month are you kidding me they have so much shit on there oh that. my god i was browsing the other day on pc i'm like all of these games i could spend 60 hours on <laughs> like there's so much good stuff on xbox games pass like over you know spread out over a variety of genres i don't even know if they still have the deal up but basically it's like you can buy it for like a dollar yeah a month now yeah and it's like, yo, I, they're just giving that shit away. It's so worth it, though. Even if you're not really playing it, it's like, it's a dollar. Yeah, like, just who yeah, knows? Like, just if jump you, in if you have the bread, like, I know money's a big factor, but, yeah. like, that's a steal. 
and like you know especially if you get one of these all digital bundles for black friday or cyber monday and they stack yeah it's it's great man it's It's great. great yeah um Back to Stadia. I've also been playing. Uh, I started playing Metro Exodus. That's one of the, one of the other games that gave came me. out this year. That came out this year also. I've also been. I kind of like it. It's so slow, yeah. but I kind of like that. I like that it's very like weighty, and it feels like you have to really pick your shots. And the monsters, as fast as they are, that you still have some time to like. There's also a lot of micromanaging stuff, like survival things. You have to like wipe your mask, change your filters. Um, it's also gorgeous. For those yeah. who don't know, it's like I think the third or fourth entry in the series uh, based on like the novels, the novels yeah. yeah which i've never read before but so this is my actually i played metro i forget what it's called like last light Redu- or something Redu- Re- maybe it was redux. redux yeah it was on ps3 or something when oh, i maybe played last light then maybe yeah. yeah and i liked what i played but i never finished it it was like a free ps plus it's, game a, once. it's a dope like setting yeah yeah, yeah 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 and i've been really enjoying it so far and uh i might i might actually stick with it and finish it just because like i like the setting and the story so far is pretty cool um but I also, the last two games I've been playing, and these are kind of closely related. So I've been playing a ton more Grid, which I love. Shout out to Grid. Uh, I wrote about it on Tuesday or Wednesday, I forget. I think it was Wednesday. And um, I talked about how it's making me fall back in love with a genre of a game that I've been tinkering with. I've flirted with here and there every once in a while. Where I'll play like Forza Horizon 4 or I'll play more arcade style games. But I've been wanting to get back into like the racing sim style game. And Grid is perfect for anybody who misses that the main feeling of a racing sim where like you don't want to have to bother with you know going through the driving school and like learning how to break or take a turn the grid just throws you right in and it tells you like there has that like racing line that shows you that shows up on so the in cool. the game that tells you when to brake slow down punch the gas and it, it, it reacts in real time too so if you break too early it'll it'll turn green so you know how to punch like, through the go. corner yeah like go bitch um so i've i'm it made me fall in love with that thing all over again and um so uh, I've, as a result, I was looking for deals for Gran Turismo Sport over the break. I couldn't find any, but I, I did see that like in October they released um, Gran Turismo Sport Spec 2 or something like that. I forget what it's called. And it's basically like the base game plus way more additional content. And they give you like 2 million credits or whatever. So they give you a bunch of stuff. And because um, the original game came out in 2017. So yeah, it was two I remember years. when that came out. Yeah, yeah. It and I really, seeing... It didn't really make a lot of noise. No, because I think I remember it launching pretty bare bones. I think a lot of people were like pretty upset with how it launched. But from what I've played so far, there's so much stuff in the game. I've also been watching, as a result of watching, uh, playing Grid a lot. Excuse me. I've been, you know, tinkering and and, um, mostly just uh, looking at the PlayStation YouTube channel and seeing occasionally the Gran Turismo videos that go up with like, what's his name? The um, Lewis... Hamilton. Hamilton. He's like the, the you know, world famous yeah. F1 racer. He's like of modern times. He's like the goat. Yeah, he's like the most interesting man in the yeah. world. And he's like, he's what? Like probably in his late 20s? He's like or, our age. It's yeah. crazy. It's just insane. Um, there's actually, there was a really good David Letterman uh, and my next guest is with him. Oh, with him. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I've been watching those videos. I've also subscribed to this guy called Super GT. He does like laps of Gran Turismo stuff and he he kind of walks you through it like all right here's where you want to punch it here's where you want to floor it and like he did one with the with the PlayStation blog I think where he's like I'm going to take you through like Laguna Seca which is a real world track and it's being added to Gran Turismo Sport and here's what you need to know and he like he does like a first round like a first go through really slowly he tells you where to like you know where to actually get on the curb or like where to um, you know hit the gas on the apex of a turn or like little things right how to you know avoid understeering a bunch of like really technical things but for whatever reason driving games and racing games and cars in general like 
I they just feel so intuitive to me. Like, I yeah. love cars so much. I love driving in real life so much. And I, I miss that living in the city. I mean, every, ch- every chance I get to drive a car, I'm like, yes. Yeah, like, please. My dad actually just got, shout out to my dad. Shout, shout out to you, dad. He just <laughs> got a, um electric vehicle, a Hyundai Ionic. And um, it's all electric. It's it's really nice, actually. It's like, all white. Um, you know, obviously, no gas, no no engine, like no, you know. Right. Because it's, it's, it doesn't use that. Right. I think like the actual thing, the motor or whatever, I think it's like in Underneath, the rear of the yeah. car. Yeah. And it was weird, like, driving that car. There's even paddles on it that, like, he was teaching us how to use it. And I was, like, having fun with it. Um, where, like, the left paddle, the more you raise it up, the the slower the car gets. And it's it's mainly to, like, when you're hitting a light. Like, you punch those in so you're not using the brake. And it's somehow doing this thing to the car where, like, the, as the car slow da- slows down, it's using some of that momentum to power the battery. That's awesome. So then when you get to the light, you, you drop it back down to zero. And then you, and then you hit the gas when it turns green. And then you're like, that's how you basically can make yeah, more, more yeah. energy. That's so cool. Which is so futuristic. And and the one thing that I noticed too was like, it has a lot of kick. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not going to be like a Mustang or something, but um, flooring it on the way back home from like, we went to the supermarket. Uh, I was like going 60 and I didn't even realize because I wasn't feeling the gears change. Even if it's automatic, you could still feel the gears right. change. I didn't feel any of that. So I went from zero to 60, not knowing you know that like, I was like, oh shit, yeah, and it's super silent, and you don't you don't really hear it. It is a really smooth ride, but I really do miss that feeling of like gripping a steering wheel and like you know you know racing on a on, not racing but driving on a highway. I remember I shared this story before we started recording of like <clears throat> way back when in my, one of my previous lives as a videographer for um, this other magazine that I used to work for. We, we got a, I got a chance to test drive a uh, Audi A8. Yeah, A8, the Iron Man. Yeah, Audi. the Iron Man one. I and remember you pulled up in that shit. I was like, Ew. you. Know, they That's when we lived off. together. Yeah, yeah, when we lived together, they dropped it off down the block, and I remember like getting into the car, like mad. <laughs> you know, people just staring at me. Oh, even, even just driving around, everyone staring at you. So I, I took it from where we lived in Queens. I went into the city yeah. just to like give, get some beauty shots, except stuck some GoPros in the car and everything. And then I we had to drive it back out to the Hamptons to drop it off, and. uh I it was so much fun driving that car, and I remember even on the on the way out to the Hamptons. Uh, also, everyone don't do this. Drive safely. <laughs> yeah, allegedly, allegedly, uh, someone like someone pulled up next to me on the highway, and they were like, kind of like you know, let's let's race a little yeah, bit. Like so I fucked, I floored it, and I smoked them because like so I forgot cool. what they were driving. They must have been driving like a like a I forget. It might have been like a like a Charger or something, which mm. is surprising. Um, and afterwards, he like drove drove by again and like kind of gave me the head nod, and it was like, all right, cool, man. That was fun, whatever. And I mentioned to you right before I started recording that this is one of the few things in, in the world that like is embarrassingly straight about me is the fact that like I love cars. I love racing games. Yeah. It's a thing that, you know, is um, I don't know. I've always been fascinated with, especially yeah. like going on road trips with my dad. And like there's a bunch of factors involved here. Like we, we used to drive together all the time. And um, yeah, I don't know. There's something and my cousin. Shout out to my cousin Andy in, in uh Jersey, he also like imported this sick ass car from Japan with the steering wheel on the right side. I remember last time he was showing me, I was like, it started to slowly plant the seed in my head of like, damn, maybe I want to get back into like racing and stuff. I read Jalopnik sometimes, shout out to Jalopnik. Like, I have no car, (laughs) but I'll read Jalopnik. I'm like, oh, I want to read a review about this car or whatever. Um, so long story short, I got Gran Turismo Sport, that that rhymed, and um, (laughs) yeah, too short, um. (laughs) And I, I've been playing Gran Turismo Sport since last night, and I've been doing all of like dri- the driving school things. Yeah. And there's something so gratifying to me about doing like a test 
and then being like, all right, I got bronze. All right, I can do better. I can do it, yeah. And, I, and I'll keep doing it over and over and over again until I get gold. I'm like, all right, move on. And there's something so, again, um, satisfying about shaving off 0.2 milliseconds or 0.2 seconds off of a lap and being like, yes. Yeah, I wonder what that is, like that thing to like get that co- uh, impulse to get all the thing. Right. It's not a collecting thing. Right? No, no. But it's like this like, I can be better. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it's so weird. Cause, cause you're like, so I think what it is for me is it reminds me a lot. I mentioned this in my write up too about mm -hmm. grid, which I also, again, if you want to just race without all the school bullshit and licenses and transmissions and brake pad changing, get grid. Grid is wonderful. It's one of my favorite games of this year for sure. Um, I might even make it in my top 10 list. Nice. Uh, but with Gran Turismo, um, like you said, there's something about it that reminds me so much of like playing an instrument where, I'm learning how to master this finely tuned engineering marvel <laughs> that like can can actually like the, the reason why they gave you that gold lap time or whatever is because it knows you can do that. That it knows for sure that's like the minimum you can get right. to like be as as efficient as you can on the track. And there's something so gratifying about knowing when to punch the brakes, when to you know hit the gas when to draft, when to, all those things. I want to I wanna ask, like, how is all of that stuff, like the teaching aspects of it? Or is it like, if you've, you know, they're expecting you to like kind of already know these things? It's actually really, so Gran Turismo, one of the things I love about Gran Turismo and I also like find hilarious mm-hmm. is how serious it takes itself. Like there's like classical music playing, there'll be like smooth jazz and like, you know, all the menus look like, this prestige experience yeah. where it's like everything's glossy and it, there's like a mouse pointer. It's so fucking It looks obnoxious. like a, um, like a luxury car website or something. Like 100. That. It yeah. looks like you're on like Mercedes. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. yeah, exactly. And, um, and you know, there's like, we, we mentioned it last week about, um, you know, game, like brands and games. Mm-hmm. And this has like tag hewer and like Panasonic, the things everywhere where you're like, oh, wow, okay. I mean, this, these are actually probably the real sponsors, but sure. it adds an, an extra layer of like, okay, this feels real. Um, but the training stuff is really cool because before you do each test, like let's say you're learning how to take, how to get through like a, um, I forget what it's called, it starts with a C. But there, there's like this, there's this thing on the track that is specifically designed to slow you down mm-hmm. before you hit a straightaway and um you know you can so there's like those those striped curbs around the corner right that you're supposed to get on top. yeah like right. you're, you're supposed to put your wheels on those because the point of those is that like before you hit a turn you want to go as wide as you can before you get it to yeah. the inside of it because it makes no sense to like basically do like a like a horseshoe because that's the slowest route right. you want to cut through the middle and like punch out once you hit you know once you get a straightaway so um, before each one, it'll, it'll show you the route, like on the, on the map of, of the, uh, the track. And then, um, <clears throat> there's like some text on the bottom that help you like describe what you need to do. Make sure you, you remember to break, uh, you know, before you hit the apex and then when you reach it, then floor the, you know, hit the gas. You're like, okay, I get it. And then when you actually, before you even start actually also, there's a YouTube video that, that you can play that it, it takes a little, it takes a, a little while to play, which is one thing that I'll dock points for, but it's a it's a YouTube video that they haven't even like bothered to change the name. It's like it's like GT, you know, then a bunch of numbers. Um, <laughs> Someone just uploaded it. All yeah, they it. just put it on private. They yeah. just linked them. Uh, but it's cool that that, that functionality is there. Uh, and it, it's like a YouTube t- uh, tutorial on that specific course of like, okay, like when you first come into here, you're gonna hit the brakes again. It's the same thing I just said, but mm-hmm. like it it shows it demonstrates it for you. 
And then when you actually start the test, it like starts off with a rolling start. It's like driving automatically. Then it says start. Then you take over. And then you, there'll be markers on the on the, the on the actual uh, course where you you're sort of given an indication of when to start braking. And it'll also have like a thing on the screen that's like that's that's uh, flashing on the screen that says, says brake. So you know to brake. You know, and then you also know just based on the the momentum of your car right. and how much traction your tires have. Like you know when to you know maneuver that obstacle, maneuver through so that obstacle. Cool, so it's really it really does hold your hand, but it also like lets you make mistakes too. Like I've slammed into walls, I've spun out in the dirt, like fuck, and then restarted it. And um, it's great. I'm actually really loving it so far, and I. I it's bizarre. Like you mentioned before that um, before we started recording that I seem to have like go through moods, especially yeah. like, and this is totally one of those situations where I forgot I love these kinds of games. And um, there's something so Zen and meditative about it. It reminds me of playing Tetris where I'm mastering uh, a thing, an aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. And I can't like look at my phone. I can't bother to be distracted to think about something else. I just hone in on this track and I have to master this thing. And like when I'm done, I can be like, oh, okay, I can step away right. and, like, and feel accomplished. But uh, yeah, I, I, yeah it's, it's one thing about like driving games that do that. It's like they build you up slowly. Uh, like they give you all these tools and then you have to like implement them throughout the the season or whatever, you know, the more advanced tracks. Right. Which is fucking cool. Yeah. Right? It's yeah, like, yeah. all right, well, how do you conserve fuel? You got to remember that. Right. So it's right. like, that's a weird aspect that I, I didn't even know you had to do until you showed me. It was like so weird, but yeah, it's neither. cool. Yeah. But it's like a weird like skill you need to learn. Yeah. And it makes sense. as a Yeah. That, that's the thing I didn't realize existed in either where like there's a new HUD now that lets you um, flip through different things. You can... You can um, change the traction or the or the brake distribution, like um, like in game, like in real time, using the D pad to like uh, focus more on the front tires or the back tires and make it more balanced. And one of those things is like you said, is fuel consumption. So I can make it more fuel efficient if I'm running low on gas and I'm on the last lap of a race, but I don't have time to make a pit stop. Right. A pit stop is a whole different thing. But if I don't have time to make a pit stop, I can actually like be more fuel fuel conscious and and like. Um, manage to punch through the lap. Uh, maybe I'll be a little bit slower, but if I, you know, if I actually don't make any mistakes, if I stick to the the what they call the um the slipstream, like the actual the race line, yeah, um, I'll be okay. So yeah, just that manual, and that's another thing I got to learn how to is like to drive more manual and stuff. Is like I have the um I've also been playing on the the Scuff Vantage Two, which by the way is like it looks like a fucking racing. <sighs> wheel it looks like a f1 racing God, what a premium fucking product <laughs> yeah. man like again they sent it to me for like review testing and stuff on on the site which i still might try to do at some point before the year ends but um i know tim also threw it in his uh, review um his holiday gift guide which by the way i, I recommend actually watching it's, it's pretty fucking good um yeah hint, it has hint. paddles on it yeah i want to just like oh man it's so good shout out to my girlfriend hint hint no <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah word um, but yeah, man. What about you? I've been talking about Grand Turismo for like no, I, thirty. I, I'm minutes. enjoying this stuff. I'm, I'm playing the usual suspects. Like my uh, the way my week is set up, I was like, I'm going to burn through uh, Shenmue two. Like this is that was my goal because mm. I wanted to buy three three by Thanksgiving so I can just play all day Thanksgiving. So I was like on track to doing that, and then I listened to a podcast which will <sighs> I will not say I shout them out all the time. It is a very good show, but they spoiled it for me. Damn it. They spoiled, like, it, it's not a real spoiler, like, story spoiler, but it is. It's like, yeah, I won't do it to you guys if you're interested or whatever. But they, but spoiled, basically, they spoiled something in two? No, just kind of like, no, and not in two, but in with the third game, 
will lead to or whatever. Oh, I see. And it was just like kind of this thing where I was like, well, I don't need to necessarily rush through this one anymore because, you know, it kind of took the wind out of my sails for the uh, third one. Yeah. You know, I was like, I, I mean, I'll, I'll get to it. You know, I'm definitely going to play it by this year, but it's just one of those things like I don't need to like, you know, stress myself out trying to get through, you know, five and four voodoo <laughs> as fast as I can. God damn it. Um, but like I, I found like a love for Shenmue 2, which I didn't have for the last couple of weeks that I've been playing. And it, it's just weird because like your brain... You know, when you start a game that's old, your brain can't really, like, you see all the flaws and stuff, and, like, you see, like, how janky it is, mm. how bad the acting is, and then you just have to, like, well, I do, as a, this is the type of person I am, I, like, just submit to the thing. Like, mm. when I watch a movie, I'm all in. I, I believe the story, because yeah. you're going to have a bad time when you're just like, yeah, right, Superman blocked a bullet with his eyeball. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just weird to be that person. So it's like, just submit to the the, the, the world. Right. And you'll have a better time at yeah. that. Like, I just I just get into that stuff. So, like, same thing with, like, Star Wars. I'm like, all right, well, that makes sense. You know, that, that type of thing, which I'll bring up later. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm having such a fun time playing this weird ass game like there's nothing like Shenmue series mm. at all like one and two they're just so bizarre uh and I just want to be in this world playing as Ryo Hazuki you know asking people very random questions <laughs> and they're just so helpful yeah, like, yeah I'm yeah. in Hong Kong I'm a Japanese kid in Hong Kong and in the 80s <laughs> 1987 to be specific acid wash jeans acid wash jeans leather jacket just beating people's asses left and right. Nice. Like grown ass men in the mob. Just fucking them Yeah, because you, you're just like a detective. It's this weird detective game where you're just like, <laughs> you know, you're going from, you're literally gathering clues in your notebook yeah. and you just have to figure it out. And it's, it, I don't know, I just find something really fun and slow and, and stupid about it because it's like, all right, I'm trying to find my dad's murderer. So I travel to this foreign land that I don't know anybody and I'm... Now I have to like get all these clues, but in between that, I have to get a job. <laughs> God, you know, yeah, like yeah. I have to find money, uh, and they do that in the uh, two main ways. Like they they have a a job that you can like basically get a job at the pier, which is very similar to um, the first game where you're like driving forklifts, but mm. in this one you're just like carrying boxes with some other oh, dude. Yeah. And the funny thing is, this character that you're working with, he's wearing sandals and sweats, which is what? like unsafe an violation, on a bro. fucking <laughs> on a fucking pier. And I'm just like dying laughing. And it's just so janky. And there's a ton of QTEs. This is like the QTE game. It's like yeah. the first game I ever played with QTE. So, uh, and and then the other thing you do is gamble, and that's probably the more lucrative way to make like money. make money because um, in the uh, re-releases of this game uh, on PlayStation. Um, you can save at any time. So you can just literally game the gambling uh, system. It's like, oh, I rolled a bad dice. Had a bad hand. Reload, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've been doing that. I just got like fucking $100,000. Nice. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can pay for this fucking sandwich or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, like now you can just do all the things. Nice. And, and it kind of opens up the game. But also you can like find a game, uh, a job at like a uh, lucky hit stand. And you're just literally harassing people coming home from work. Like, <laughs> would you like to play a game of Lucky Hit? Would you like to play a game of Lucky Hit? And then you just gamble, like, wow. as a guy. And then you're just, like, in debt to this dude 
that's playing, you know, that's that hired you. It's such a weird fucking specific game. It's so bizarre and you just got to love it. Like to get into it, you have to like just be like, okay. Like, okay, I, this I believe is, this. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Even hearing you describe this stuff of like you, you know, harassing people on the way home from work, whatever. I'm yeah. like, this is a game? Like I can only imagine like <laughs> exactly. in the year 2002 or whatever, three. It's such a weird thing to like put this in a game. Yeah. To like just slow it down to a halt. You know, whatchamacallit. So, like, I, I read this thing. Like, I was reading a, a guide um, just to see, like, if there was anything, like, secret that you're missing. But apparently, like, so the game starts in, like, January of 1987. And you can, like, literally run out the clock all the way to, like, June of real-time hours in the game. Like, real in-game hours. and it, Which is bizarre. So, like, you can... And there's a way to get, like, a bad ending by like letting it get to a certain point in the year and like not progressing and enough. not progressing but i'm like almost done it's like i'm not even in february yet oh shit it's just it's just one of those things where you can like huh. literally just make money the whole time and but again there's not enough stuff for me there like you know to do that i would want to do that but yeah, yeah, yeah. for somebody to figure that shit out salute to that person <laughs> seriously um yeah it, wild. It, i don't know it's just this weird game that gives me a ton of nostalgia that i i just i just love Huh. Um, yeah, so I've been playing the shit out of that. Nice. Gambling is really fun. This is this is a game called um, uh, Big or Small. And basically, you roll three dice, and the sum of those dice, uh, you have to guess before you roll um, if there's going to be a big or a small roll. So small is anything uh, from nine under, and ten, 10 and up is a big. So you'd okay. be like, all right, roll three dice. I got two sixes and a five. All right, that's a big. And I got the thing, and you get like your money back. But if you roll wrong, um, you know they take whatever you you bet. And then there's also like if you get one, two, three, you can bet on specifically on that. And if you roll a ten or an eleven, and you guess that it's going to be a ten or eleven, like exactly the quantity, um, the sum, you get quadruple your money. So you always, I just always bet on that because I can save and load. Mm. So I just like get money like pretty fast there's this weird rng element to it and it's yeah. just like i just found myself like farming hong kong dollars <laughs> literally it's like dollars but it's like hk yeah, yeah. it's like weird um it, i don't know man it it's just a beautifully bad game yeah and i, I don't know it's, it's it's one of those things like if you didn't get into it back in the day you're not gonna like it but it's, it's just something really dope about it that i just maybe you maybe you'll find something in there no, I mean like I just love it. Like if, I, if you're new to the game. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah the yeah. new if you're new to the game, like I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I like Yakuza, and that has this that literally like the the offspring of. It, it definitely is the offspring of that, and I think Yakuza trims the fat, and like you know they're not making you go up to everybody and just be like, yo, uh, you know who killed my father, lady? <laughs> and yo, the, you know, kill, yeah, you don't kill like, my dad. And the guy's like, I guess over there, like <laughs> he's trying to be helpful and shit. It's yeah, like, yeah, 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 ask that dude. Yeah. Um, you got enough money for this sandwich? <laughs> Oh god. Uh but it, it's really cool and they mix it into with some martial arts shit yeah. in between and that's not the interesting shit but it's just it's just fun to like go around as a 19-year-old whooping ass. Yeah. And you know, chasing chasing kids that picked your pocket and stuff like <laughs> that's that. That's good. Doing bad QTEs. I um I totally forgot two games that I've been playing. Uh, uh go one, for it. one I didn't even list, but so I've also been playing Mabel in the Wood. Oh which yeah, is a really cool uh, I've platforming been game. Something about that. Yeah, it's a little indie game. Uh, I actually um, 
Natalie, who we had the show on the show yeah, two episodes ago, um, she 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 mentioned she'd been playing it, and she sent me a code for like an extra code she had for it. So I was like, oh cool, I'll play this game. And I played, I, play, I streamed it. It's actually really cool. It's like a it's a two D platformer, very retro aesthetic. There's some parallels to something like Celeste, but not as um, punishing, I would say. Right. Uh, where you play a character who can transform into different um, different like animals or beings so the first one you get is like a fairy uh power so you can like you, you hit a button you have a limited time to like get to a platform mm-hmm. and then once you land you have to like recall your sword there's another one that's like a spider so you can like shoot to like shoot your web to like the ceiling and then swing for example so there's really really cool ways to like maneuver through the level that is up to you basically ultimately in the end to find the most effective way to advance and also like defeat creatures yeah so like the fairy one for example like when you're flying you fly over somebody there's a line that connects you to your sword so when you recall your sword the sword will hit them on the way back uh, so you're kind of like drawing these lines over people it's it's really it's fun like God of war yeah shit. totally yeah yeah and it's, it's it's a lot of fun actually i've been having some some decent a decent time with it but i haven't gotten too far in it though I, I might pick it up if i when i travel or whatever which which will be very soon and then the other game i've been playing which i i'm shocked i you only, i only remember remembered because you said like something about rolling the dice mm-hmm. and it's a game called disco elysium oh yeah which has been like i've been wanting to play that i think it's coming out next year for console yeah i would say like definitely play this game i heard i've been hearing nothing but great shit about it. <sighs> it is one of the wildest things i've ever played in my life um so i've been hearing a lot of people talk about it and uh i don't know how you got your horse on that thing but that's cool I'm talking to my partner here um <laughs> so uh yeah, I have been uh, pretty obsessed with this game. I started playing it like two nights ago. Oh, this is actually a really cool house, which I will mention to you afterwards. Um, this game has a lot of cool hidden stuff, and this is one of them. Drop a marker here. There's for, for those who played Red Dead. There's a painting in his house, and you'll know you know what that is yeah. if you know. If you know, you know. Um, so, Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium is a um, Role-playing game, it's an isometric camera, so you, you kind of guide your character along by clicking on where you, wherever you want to go. And the main, it's basically like um, a visual novel presented in the form of a top-down isometric RPG. So mm-hmm. I, I believe like the old Fallouts were kind of like this, if I'm not mistaken. Right, for sure. So um, I never played those games, so <laughs> forgive me for anybody screaming at the podcast. Like, it wasn't like that, you fucking yeah, nerd. It wasn't isometric. <laughs> um so yeah, you're you're walking around. You wake up as a detective who was has like amnesia, basically. Like he's he's also an alcoholic, yeah. Um, and he's struggling to remember what he did the night before, who he is, where his badge and gun are, and you're tasked with basically trying to 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 solve a murder that that comes uh, on your radar. Does he have tattoos all over his body? No, no, obviously not. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you you first start off with like you leave the apartment, you interact with a couple things, you you put on some clothes. And clothes in this game and items will have like certain um, attributes to them that will add to a specific stat or detract from a stat. RPG shit. RPG shit. Pretty standard RPG shit. But then you walk out of your apartment and you talk to somebody, and that's where the the chunk of the game is. I would say like the that's where the action is 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 in the dialogue. So you're basically presented with like it's mostly all text. So on the right side of the screen are like paragraphs worth of text that are usually dialogue. Sometimes they're like descriptive text describing um what uh an item is or uh sometimes you'll have these like so you're talking to somebody and then uh every once in a while an option will present itself that's like um you know your your empathy which is like personified and has a character in your head will will jump in and be like oh, okay like you might know what she's talking about here do you want to try to remember 
and you're like, okay. And it'll, it'll give you an option that's like a, like a basically like an RNG thing of like, you can roll the dice here, very like D&D style. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to try to do this thing? The chances of you getting it are pretty moderate. So you're like, all right, maybe I'll do it. And, and you only have one chance of, of getting that right. Sometimes, some of them are repeatable, but in some in most cases, it's like not. So you roll the dice, you get it, and then you're like, okay, you do know what she's talking about. And then you can, you can sort of select that dialogue option now that helps you relate to her yeah, yeah. or helps her like trust you more or whatever. So, um, it's wild. Like some conversations will be like, uh, they'll be sort of really weird and awkward. And then sometimes they'll just like be, you know, 10 paragraph long explanations of like communism or, you know, socialism and what, uh, this war and this King did previously in this, in this country and how the war happened and what happened as a result. And you find people spread across the, the different, you know, spectrum of, uh, perspectives of like people who are more conservative, people who yeah. are more liberal and um but it's also pretty fucking hilarious too like while you're playing it somebody will say a throwaway line you're like wow that's actually that's (laughs) absurd i've never seen this before um and yeah you walk around and you're just talking to people but that the the, where the rpg stuff starts to come in starts to come into play was like i was talking to this dude who's blocking my way of getting through um to this harbor because he's like a, a union leader i believe and he's uh like wild racist and he has like this super you know um like uh, this, this really problematic perspective, right? And um, along the way, they'll you'll encounter these things that like they'll present an argument to you, and you can actually put them. I forget what they're called, but they're called something like, um, like thoughts or something. And and then you you you'll collect them basically. So like I have his like racist ideology or whatever, and I can collect it, and then I can set it into a, a slot that's like an active or like a passive, um basically like an ability so it, it'll tell me like in an hour and change you'll have learned you know whatever he believes right. so you'll have spent enough time thinking about this thing that like after you're done thinking about it it'll the game will tell you and you'll be like oh okay now you have like a perspective on it you have like an uh enough information and time that's like spent on thinking about this thing where you have like something you can say about it. You can either agree with it, you can disagree with it, but you can go back to this person and be like, here's why I agree with you or here's why I disagree so with you. So you just have all this knowledge now. Yeah. Just based on that thing you... That he presented yeah, to you. Like an so argument weird. he presented to you. So then you come back and then, so I, I was talking to him and I told him like, you know, you're fucking racist. Like, this is bullshit. And then we got into an altercation and you have a health meter and you have, a, I think, a morale meter. And um, I got aggressive with him and, and like, I tried to swing at him and he's this huge dude and my... A uh, particular character build, which you get to choose from in the beginning, uh, definitely more of like an intellectual type, less of a you know sturdy scrapper person. Um, and you can also make your own character if you want to. But my guy failed. He like held my hand. He like crushed my hand and like broke my wrist or whatever. And my health went down. And um, as a result, I sort of backed off and I walked away. And like you have to sort of look around the world for like things to help you heal, which are very like scarce. Um, but then there was a moment where I was on the roof uh, and I saw my, my jacket, which I, which I'd lost. It was clearly my jacket and it had my shit in it, but I had to like jump down from, from another roof and I had to like roll the dice on like oh. whether or not I could do it. Oh, so it's very tabletop, RPG super tabletop shit. RPG yeah. type shit. So I was like, I rolled the dice. I was like, fuck, let me try it. And he ran up to the thing and it doesn't tell you like if you got it or it just plays it out in front of you. My guy ran to the ledge and he stopped. And I think he like hurt himself, not even jumping. And as a result, his morale just went way oh, down no. to zero. And then I started having these like depressing thoughts, this like dialogue tree where it was just options that were like 
um, really depressing. They were like, I hate myself. I should die. Like, I, I, I'm not worth anything. So I had to choose one of them. And as a result, I like, I lost the game. Like, my, my, my play for that round ended there. Oh. And it gave me like a recap of like, what? detective, you know, quits and whatever. And it, it gives you like a paragraph, like a, a couple paragraphs where the things that happened, like, you know, as a result. But what I did was I just went back to the main menu, loaded a previous save. And I knew not to do that again. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I probably won't make that jump, so I'm not gonna do it. So, this so, so like for your um, dice rolls, are there modifiers for your dice roll? Uh, there can be, yeah. So they they come in the form of like an an item that you have. So if, right. if a jacket you have has like plus one so empathy, like, or yeah, whatever, right, right. So yeah, 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 you can throw a hat on and glasses or whatever. That's and, so cool. This sort of I game, play this game. It's super super wild, and um, it's also like very heady and like intellectual. So it's it's like I think if you, if reading text on screen for the majority of the game doesn't sound appealing to you you probably won't like it you know i I probably wouldn't recommend it but if you want to try something really really weird and very like tabletop uh you know inspired this game is so freaking cool oh my god (laughs) my partner's just destroying cops uh in this red redemption 2 um yeah so it is uh it is bizarre it is wonderful so far i'm I'm, i think i'm about three hours two or three hours in and um, it's all I can really think about. Like I, I can't wait to go back and play more of it. Um, and I hear it gets better. I hear it gets crazier. Um, it's exciting, like to play something like this and remind yourself, like, oh wow, there's some really cool things happening. Especially after because ha- I've been mainly hearing about this game in in contrast to something like uh, the Outer Worlds, which like people have been like, oh, if you like the Outer Worlds, definitely play Disco Elysium because it's like it goes way more into that kind of stuff. Right. Because there are like times where they're literally talking about like socialist policies or you know communist failures or whatever and it's a fictional world fictional countries of course but you can see the you know it's like yeah this is what you know, i know who you're talking yeah. about yeah yeah um but yeah really really fucking yeah cool this game. game sounds really interesting to me um just because like i i like the idea of having a, a tabletop game without being able to get everybody together and, and doing that yeah. i wonder if they could ever do like a game a multiplayer like disco elysium where you just get like five buddies together Oh. And you don't need a dungeon master because the game is doing it. doing it for yeah, you. Yeah, so that's actually interesting. You know, like, I would that'd love be that. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah, you get together like once a week, or whatever. Basically, like your D and D night. Yeah, just, yeah. You know, but over cool. you know the web. Yeah, um, Stadia. If you're yeah, listening, do that. <laughs> this could um, be your thing. Yeah, for real. Um, other than that, I I just been uh, I playing uh, Pokemon. Uh, slowly chipping away at that game. I'm getting that thing, man. Getting that thing that always happens with Pokemon games where I'm like slowing, slowing down. down. Yeah. But I've been doing this thing where I'm I'm just grabbing um I've been catching everything. Mm. Uh and just like kind of just grinding away in the, the wild area. Uh which is I don't know if that's the way you're supposed to play, but that's just how I've been doing it. I got my third badge last night. Nice. Which was uh really cool. Um they do this thing, they do like a challenge before every gym, like they used to do in the other games where you would have to like fight um bunch of people before you get to the gym leader um but in this game they they mix it up and they make you do like weird games in the in the beginning so like the the spoil it's light spoilers but in the in the first one it's like the grass badge and you have to like corral all these uh sheep pokemon and you're literally just like corralling them and they're just rolling like like you're a sheep uh sheep her- uh, herder or whatever a shepherd jesus um <laughs> <laughs> what's those two words sheep together herder, sheep, sheep herder, herder um shepherd uh and then this one i just did the fire badge and it was cool because you know how you can do like the dual battles and you see your pokemon next to each other mm-hmm. so in this one it's you and a, a computer uh npc 
uh, trying to catch one Pokemon. So you're battling against... Oh, catch it first? Yeah, who, or who can kill it first. Oh. And this is a way to get like a point. Or Interesting. Or you, you catch it, you get two points. So you're you're each taking a hit or like, you know, should I go for the killing blow or should I throw my ball at it and risk the chance of losing a turn mm. and them getting it? Which is really dope because like you've never seen that set up. Yeah. Or you can just straight up attack the person next to you. Oh, and wow. take them out of the equation completely. That's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like, I've never seen that. Like, they're doing some decent new stuff in Pokemon, which I'm, I'm really excited to go on <laughs> for no reason. Uh, to go on, uh, you know, and see what other gyms have in, in store. Um, because they, they, they seem to be like, all right, this is still Pokemon, but we're also just mixing it up. Yeah, so. we're trying new shit out. Yeah, I've been, I've been enjoying it. Uh, Pokemon are weird. Like my ba- that baby Pokemon I was telling you about the other day, I showed you. It's like the electric, like blue thing and like dinosaur in the diapers. He he evolved at level thirty, and he turned into like this rock and roll <laughs> electric lizard thing. Oh and he's like God. standing. He's bipedal. He's like standing on two Is feet. A mohawk. He has like long like rocker hair. It's so bizarre. It's, I forgot his name, but it's what Toxile turns into. It's like hmm. Tox toxicity or something like that it's so bizarre i was like come on pokemon keep making weird shit yeah i love it i love it yeah we were so close yesterday to going over to gamestop and buying it with the credit that i have "Mm, (laughs) don't do it don't Don't do it um yeah no i mean it's good good pokemons nice um but yeah that's it all right cool we only have a couple stories this week in the news because it was a pretty light week but one of the other games i forgot to mention that i was talking that i was playing this week um because it got a new update is no man's sky so um oh, dope. yeah yeah i tried playing it on my pc but like i think i realized i just it's for me it's i'm just gonna stick with my playstation save because that's where like all the shit is that's where all my shit is and like uh, trying to like have two families is not the best <laughs> way to do this thing so but anyway um yeah, they, they launched a new update. It came with a bunch of really cool things. So you can carry now multiple multi-tools. Uh, ter- there's a, an enhancement to the terrain editor. You can now ride creatures in VR. Uh, also, first-person exocraft. There's a personal refiner, which this sounds pretty interesting. So you can refine things on the go, which is nice. Which is having, you don't have to like set it up. Pick it back up. I like take off. I'm like, oh, fuck. I left the refiner. Yeah. <laughs> my keys. Or you're like, where did I leave my refiner? And you can't find you it. You can't find that shit. Oh, God, the worst. Um, also, VR uh, photo mode, multiple outfits. That's pretty cool. So you can save custom outfits to change quickly into. That's cool. Um, you can start also Starship. Scrap your starship, I guess, and upgrade things. There's a bunch of really cool, minute How does that work? things. I have no clue. I haven't even touched it yet, oh, but I want to dig into it. I want to fuck with that. Yeah, I yeah. Fuck with that. So I'm gonna, probably going to jump back into the PS, the PlayStation version. Let me know. Yeah. I'd be down to jump in. Word. Also, I'm trying to revive that uh, optional community page that we have on PS4. So let me know if you if you want to join it, because I'm, I'm pretty sure a couple people might have not been on that. We, we, we started that up a while ago, so... Mm-hmm. Um, we should use it more. Like if, if y'all want to play games or whatever with us uh, more often, I'm always down. Um, second story of the week, Codemasters acquires Slightly Mad Studios. So we were talking about this earlier, but the, the people who make Grid, one of my favorite games of the year, um, they acquired Slightly Mad Studios, the people behind Project Cars, which we actually remember we played at uh, E3. Yeah. Like Project Cars 2 or something. Project Cars 2. It was yeah. pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. It felt great. Yeah, it felt amazing. It looked pretty good too. Um, so yeah, they're going to basically uh, start making more racing stuff with them, which is exciting to me because like as someone, again, who's just got into Gran Turismo, I want to see more games from different competitive 
I want to. I just want to see more entries in, in those in that sort of style of the game. more the better. Word like word everything else. Yeah, there's always like a a, a niche you can be serving uh, servicing. So I'm, sure. I'm pretty happy about that. And the last story I included in here, which is pretty funny. Um, I laughed at it, but it's also slightly tragic too. Uh, I think this is from Kotaku. Man spends 1.4 million dollars on game character, which his friend then accidentally sold for 552 dollars. <sighs> Lord, it's crazy. So, according to the South China Friendship Morning Post, over? a man in China spent an eye-watering 1.4 million dollars on his in-game MMORPG Justice Online character. Uh, his buddy accidentally sold said character for a mere 552 dollars. The man filed a lawsuit against game company NetEase and his friend uh, <laughs> Brian here says, "Well, former friend, I guess." Yeah, um, so. Yeah, that's that is wild. So the friend had been loaned the character and reportedly tried to sell it back to the man for three hundred eighty-eight thousand um, dollars. Instead, it was listed for uh, a different amount, basically, which amounted to five hundred fifty-two dollars, and uh, it was purchased by someone who they didn't even know, apparently. So um, wait, what? Yeah, super weird. Uh, super weird story. Oh, so he dropped the zero. Oh, that's what it was. He dropped. <laughs> Them decimals matter, oh, dog. Man. <laughs> so yeah, this is so wild. So South China Morning Post reports that the no. suit was settled by a judge who mediated the proceeding online. Uh, authorities in China are now pointing to this mediation as a, as a way judges can oversee legal disputes remotely. In the settlement, NetEase canceled the, the sale transaction, and while the plaintiff got his 1.4 million dollar <laughs> investment back, he reportedly had to pay 90,000 yuan, which is which I guess amounts to 12,788 dollars. 13 G's in damages to the player who bought the pricey character on the cheap. So you had to pay him 12 G's. Yeah, I mean, like, God damn. I, I just don't understand. How do you lo- what are you loaning the character to? Like, this is there's probably all nine homies, right? Probably, yeah. Right, he's like, all right, I'll give you my character. You do your farming, get high-level loot maybe for your other characters. And then give I'm him thinking. back. Yeah. And then give him back. But homie tried to sell him to him? Everyone in this story is horrible. Yeah. Every- <laughs> Everyone sucks in this story. <laughs> he was like, yo, I'm going to sell it back to you Everyone's for horrible. half of what you bought The person for. who bought it's horrible. The judge is horrible. Everybody's on. horrible. No, not even half, bro. He tried to get him for 50 Gs. <laughs> spent- Fam, I spent a million four crazy wild but wild it's things. kind of cool that they're like china's like yo don't even come to court bro we're gonna yeah. do this over skype <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> i'll email you i'll cc everybody on here you know what pay him back you get your money back yeah. but you also gotta give me your cash app yeah what were you trying to do <laughs> you're obviously trying wild. to be the worst person ever <laughs> oh god this is so interesting i would like to learn exactly what the details are of this. also what game justice online i don't even know what that is, is that the dc one no what no. else justice online i don't know they have uh, a lot of like MMOs. And arm, yeah, MMOs out there. Wild. All right, cool. Jumping into questions for the week. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to send an email to us directly at questions at the-optional.com. We would love to hear from you. Or if you're brave, like Gian this, this week, Hell yeah. send us a voice message on the Anchor app using your phone. Do it. Um, Mo writes in, if Cal Kestis was a character in Apex Legends, would you feel good about him being there? What would you want him to be able to do, and would you play as him? So Cal Kestis is from the new Star, Star Wars War. game. Star, Star Wars. War? What's it called? Jedi colon Fallen Order. Nice. <laughs> Such a dumb name. Whack name. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, same. Hard pass. Hard pass. And I love Star Wars. Yeah, I just don't like his look. His face, man. Oof. However, if they put the Mandalorian in that motherfucker. Or I've been watching uh, people. Yeah, Mandalorian is cool. I've been watching people uh, play. I, I watched a playthrough of uh, Star Wars because I, I wasn't going to play it. But um, 
that side character lady? Oh, Gina, what was her name? Gina something? No. Oh, what are you talking about? In Star Wars. Oh, from uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's cool. She's cool. I saw a figurine. Put that, her in Apex. Yeah, actually, yeah, put her in Apex. Because she has a better skill set anyway. Yeah, and then also like the Sith are a little more fun. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I saw her character actually at Best Buy in the toy aisle, and I was like, I'm going to buy this. Yeah. And my partner was like, don't do it. It's <laughs> like, all right, fine. You're, you're probably right. You don't need them. She's the voice of reason. Um, no, yeah, but I, I guess like the, the obvious answer to that would be like wall running. Uh, maybe Ooh. some like a force push type thing. Yeah, so you, you not only can you run up the walls like every other Apex character, you can run, run sideways. Yeah, and maybe yeah, like a force push. Yeah, like it'll um, like if you get close enough to a character, you you get to see the range. Mm-hmm. You know, like that the you know that you yeah, can reach, yeah. and then you can activate it, and it just like kind of those ragdolls the person, or like hold them up in the air. Yeah, so they're vulnerable. Because that could be really helpful, like in the in the final or like a, like a like a AOE force push. Yeah. Right. So like, it would be cool if like the final circle is just like that's the radius, right? You have to be kind of close, and then you can just like, and they just kind of fly out the edges of the <laughs> of the circle, like a double jump and then ground <laughs> yeah. slam. Yeah, that'd be dope. Um, speaking of apex, um, this is kind of like uh, oh, and also the last. The answer to the last question is no. I would not play as him. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, me neither. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's just not cool to me. Yeah. Um. But uh, speaking of Apex, uh, this is kind of like my feeling it second feeling it. But I'm just gonna say here because we're talking about it. But uh, my brother started playing Apex. Oh, nice. And talking about like you know we were talking about like people who used to play video games well when they were younger and just kind of like lost the the you know the interest or like you know life gets in the way. Yeah. Uh, my brother, he's always played like uh, Grand Theft Auto. Like that's his like easy kind of go to game. He never really played like any modern games, like you know where like uh, the access controllers and all that stuff. Like so, he fell out like right before all that stuff. Mm. Like the PS2 era was like the last stuff he played, and then he got a PS3, and he recently got a PS4. So he played a lot of um, Grand Theft Auto. He played a lot, a ton of um, this game, Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Why is there a dead? <laughs> um, and uh, he just got Apex. That's tough to get um, into. And he's been loving it. That's great. He's like wholly addicted to it, which I'm like super hyped about. So I've been like his, kind of his coach and like just, nice. you know, we've been like literally texting all week about like what my favorite guns are. That's dope. It's really cool to see him like super hyped about it. Yeah. How, um, like... So he he's like really into it, into it. Uh, I, awesome. I don't know. I, it's just something like, like, damn. That's dope. I can't wait to like get to play with him when we have some uh, same schedule or something yeah because like he's got a kid and shit so it's like that reminds me too like uh, my brother also like, who, who's like kind of getting back into the swing of things he's, he's got a ps4 pro and stuff mm-hmm. but um he's been talking about how much he's been enjoying destiny too and he's like yo like this game is amazing like i, I stayed up the other night till like 2 a.m playing i'm like oh that's so cool like we should probably link up and play like maybe that's what i need is like someone else who's like kind of starting off new and like getting back into the swing of things with them and like yeah. relearning things and you know, I also just need more Stadia friends. So yeah. If you have Stadia, let me know. But <laughs> yeah, that's cool to hear because like Apex Legends is, sounds like it's a tough game to, to get jump into. back into. Yeah, he was like, uh, he also said something that was really interesting. He was talking about how at a certain time, because he plays pl- pretty late, but like after like 9 and 10, like everybody goes to bed who's casual and he just starts getting put in lobbies oh. with like, he calls them the wolves <laughs> and like, you know, and they just whoop his ass. Yeah. But he's like, that's the best time because learn. he learns very quick. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah it was just interesting that's awesome i don't know i'm just like a proud younger brother (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. man more games hearing this question though about the cow castes and apex legends makes me sad because i want what i wanted out of battlefront 2 is not what i got and like i just wanted battlefield with yeah laser and sword (sighs) and it just wasn't that and like i don't know I, Jedi Fallen Order gives me hope that you know they can actually make good Star Wars games. Oh yeah, no, they can. They just need to Disney license all them shits and let's go. Let's just get all the bad. Battlefield. Give me the good. Hopefully, Battlefront Three will be great. Who knows? I just want them to separate from uh, uh, EA. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know. All right, so we got we got a question this week from Jiang. So I'm gonna play it right now and uh, please enter. The question chamber, if you will. Say your piece. Hey guys, what happened? It's Jian. And I wanted to ask you guys, you know, both of you being from Queens, I think, or Brooklyn, what, if any, um, show or movie has been shot nearby you that you actually cared about? You know, something that you actually really thought was dope that was being shot, you know, in your neighborhood or, you know, close by to you? Reason being is that um, right now I'm really feeling how to make it in America, and I was shot very close to where I work, and there's actually um, a scene in a place that's like right down the street from me. So, yeah. Thank you. Dope. Um, yeah, no, How to Make in America was definitely one of my favorite HBO shows. Oh, love that show. If you have show, HBO dude. Go, it's still on there. It's like two seasons, right? Yeah, I think it's only like two seasons. It got and cut then they short. got canceled. Yeah. Man, that, that show was very good. It was very, um, hit at the same time I, I, I first moved to Brooklyn and, you know, trying to do the t shirt thing and, you yeah, know, like hustle, man. Hustling. It was like, it, it kind of inspired like this weird generation of like entrepreneurs. It had Kid Cudi in it too. Yeah, Kid Cudi. It had uh, Victor Vargas. If you know, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Victor Vargas. Uh, <laughs> you don't even know his real name. Yeah, He's no. Victor Vargas. <laughs> He's always been Victor Vargas to me. Word. Um, and uh, Lake Bell was in it early. Lake Bell. Yeah. She's one of my favorites. What's his um, name? Ben. Some Ben Kenobi, Ben Kenobi's yeah, in it. He's in that. He's always at the Knicks games yeah, too. So every is, time yeah. they always put the cam on him, and I'm like, oh, That's, isn't that um, his wife is. Uh, that really cute girl that made it from uh, uh, in America? Real, real World. San Diego, the Asian girl, Jamie Chung. Yes. And she's That's fine funny. as hell. So yeah. shout out to him. Wow. I, I think so. I, I, th- I might be spewing shit, but um, <laughs> she's fine as hell. So, And that's yeah. my favorite season of Real World. Yeah. So those are weird things I know. Was uh, that Jacquees? Yeah, Jacquees. Yeah, that was Shout my favorite Jacquees, character. Man, I wonder what he's doing right that's now. That's what I, that's who I would be in real world. Oh yeah, just never on camera, never doing this thing, living rent free. I remember they had like months. a. This is such a side tangent, but fuck it, this is our show. Um, <laughs> they did like the the reunion show, and he was like pissed because they, he was like, "Yo, I used to pull girls home all the time, and they never, never showed, showed it." Yeah, because <laughs> he was so low key. Yeah, that's he was good, like, though. "Yo," he was like, "Man, I used to." They just made it seem like I was like this, like this homebody. Yeah. No, yes, yeah, word. <laughs> that's such a weird thing. Like they were that like, "Well, weird. he's not fighting with anyone, yeah, so yeah, yeah. he's not interesting." And we at can't all. show them boning. Yeah, so, no, yeah. yeah. We gotta turn the GoPros off. No, nah, it, it was just a, a funny thing. They'd be like, "Yeah, I knew I liked this guy, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a good uh, guy. Low key sniper. Um, <laughs> No, but yeah, um, I also loved How to Make It in America. I think you like nailed it on, on the head. Like, it, it also, 
first of all, had like one of the greatest intros of all TV yeah, history. Man. It um, introduced us to um, Aloe Black. Aloe Black, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Kid Cudi was in it. And like it showed off like a, an actual, in my opinion, like real spin on New York. Yeah. That, that wasn't just a sex in the, like sex in the City, Upper East Side or yeah. Upper West Side vibe of New York that like, you know, oh, they're shooting in a place that I've been be- been to before. Yeah, or like be in the Garment District. Yeah, yeah. Like, or the Lower East Side Lower or whatever. Side, yeah. like, oh, I've been there all the time. Or like they would show places that, you know, we would frequent. Like, oh, this is where young people go. For sure. Um, but yeah, to answer Jiang's question, there's... Every time I watch something set in New York, yeah, especially after having only not only lived here but worked here and studied here for over ten years, um, there I have story. I'm sure you have the same thing. There's yeah. stories and tales of places that I've worked or places that I've been to or places where I've like, you know, gotten drunk or whatever. Like yeah. so many different stories littered throughout the throughout the city where it feels like. And I always related to like Grand Theft Auto, where you're like every time you're driving through Grand Theft Auto, you're like, I remember that mission that was there. Yeah. I remember when I had this weird altercation there. I remember I, I did the sick jump over here. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and so, anytime I watch something that's like uh, set in New York, I always know where it is. I'm like, okay, yeah, Midtown, sure. Okay. So when I first moved Daredevil. here, when I first moved to Brooklyn, I, I full disclosure, I used to work at um, Barnes and Noble Union Square. Um, a lot, some some of you guys may know that already, but. I used to work there, and of course, that's like uh, a plate, like a highly visited place, and you know, filmed place. But I would see everything. But right behind Barnes and Noble is Old Town Bar. It's one of the oldest bars in the city, or some shit like that. And uh, they used to film Baldwark Empire mm. uh, scenes there. So the whole block would just be littered with like old school cars, like people dressed in like the old school garb oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so yeah. that was really cool to always just like be walking into work and be like. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 passing the crafty table and shit like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that stuff was cool. Um, one of the recent ones, not recent, but like ones I, I remember seeing was I saw Chris Rock in in the park, like right in the middle of the park, and uh, I was leaving work and they were filming Top Five. Oh, and I remember dope. that was like really cool. And I remember the scene of him and Rosario Dawson. Oh, that's cool. And the thing, but I didn't see her, but I saw him like with all the lights and shit. And that's it's, like, really cool. It's always like. It's just so, so bizarre. It becomes like kind of normal, at, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, when you live here. Yeah, even just running into celebrities. Like I saw Chris Rock once at the Whitney, and I was like, "Oh, cool, it's Chris uh, Rock." My girlfriend just saw um, <laughs> Lakeith Stanfield like the other day in, in uh, Greenpoint, and she's like, ass. "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." He just she just passed him. She was like, "Oh shit!" Like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's so interesting to uh, to live here and that kind of. Yeah. It's a very specific New York thing where you just get desensitized from all that stuff. You're just like, come on, let me just walk to work or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I remember one that was like really disappointing was uh, Bushwick. Remember that movie? Oh, God. With Batista. That's our neighborhood. That's like all through our neighborhood. But it's not, though. It's like it is and it isn't. It's mm. like they they showed a couple stops that you're like, man, that's in Bed-Stuy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like in the very beginning, like yeah. they start off at the Jefferson L. But that's is- not that's not the actual Jefferson stop. Though. It's not? No. It's a uh, it was uh, some stop in off the G. Oh wow! Yeah, it was so weird that they like remade it, and because it's like these are very like normal stops, so you just yeah. like you see the sign, you're like, oh, whatever. It probably doesn't even like register to a lot of people. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, the one of the other ones that I I see all the time and I recognize spots all the time is um uh high maintenance. Oh, high maintenance, perfect. So that's much a, of that's that a show good one. That's is a like, really oh, good. I go, I, I go there all the time, or yeah. like, I go to that bar, I go to that movie theater, I go to this place. So that show is also an excellent show on HBO. If high you maintenance seen it. is a good one, and uh, what was the um the comedy one with the stand up? Uh, oh, um, crashing, crashing. 
Crashing is another one. That one's like very obvious. Yeah. You know, they're always downtown, uh, like McDougal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, at the, at uh, the fat black pussycats. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, <laughs> the village in like Chelsea area. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that one's always fun. I remember they were at, um, uh, what's that park across in, in Queens? That's really nice now. It's right on the water. It's by the Pepsi sign. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that called? Shit. I'm blanking. Is it in Queens? Yeah. It's got to be. Yeah. Oh, fuck. What is it? It's not the East River State Park. That's No, cool. no, no, no. It's um, Long Island City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what is it called? Long Island City Park? Something yeah, like that. Anyway, like that. <laughs> they were like literally sitting there like, this is a really funny scene in Crashing where he's like getting high and shit and loses a bag. But it's just, you're like, oh shit, I'm, I'm always right there. Yeah. Oh, two, two, I also remembered. One of them is, am I feeling it? But there's a, there's a couple scenes in The Irishman oh, nice. where I'm like, oh, I know where that is. There's one, there's one scene in particular where it's like a block away from where you live. <laughs> nice. And I was like, yo, I know exactly where that is. Because a lot of that stuff still feels like period appropriate. Like yeah. it, it could easily be the 50s or whatever. So I, I get why they just, you know, lined up a bunch of cars in the yeah. street and, and shot it there. Um, and one time, I, I might have shared this story on the podcast before. Apologies if I have. But uh, one time, one of the first times I started getting back into like, you know, smoking and stuff. I took an edible, went downstairs, and I was on the way to the bodega. And the edible had already hit. And I was like standing on the corner hands on my hips for for audio listeners and i'm like looking a block into the distance and i see this scene playing out i couldn't see any cameras i could see it being illuminated by something but i couldn't see where the lights were coming from like i was so zeroed in on what was happening and i saw like a period piece like 50s maybe 60s like cop car like cop van with a bunch of like period piece cars on the street parked everyone in suits and fedoras like rioting and cops like and i'm like looking i'm like this is my old place. I'm like, what is happening? I, I, I couldn't tell. I was like, am I seeing ghosts right now? What is happening? And then I walk like a, a block up further. I see the PA on the corner, like telling me, like you know, yeah, stop. And um, which also shout out to PAs out there. Y'all have such hard yeah, jobs. Such a, yeah, um, it's a thankless job. Seriously. <clears throat> and I, uh, I was just watching for a minute, and then um, I, I, you know, I, I then I realized that oh, they're filming something because yeah. the PA gave it away, and then like. Months later, I see the ad for um, Godfather of Harlem. Nice. And there, there was a scene. I, I heard like, that oh. show's really good. Yeah, I checked. It's like on Stars or something. Yeah, I don't... Only reason why I won't watch oh, it. Oh, damn Stars. There's also a show called Pennywise I want to watch about like Alfred. Word? Yeah, and I want to watch that, but it's on like Stars. How the hell are they dealing this DC... Pennyworth. Pennyworth, yeah. I was like, that's Pennywise. Pennywise. Yeah, like, that's, that's a, a clown. <laughs> I get them shits confused. Um, but yeah, good, that, good that question. was a good question. Yeah, man. word. All right, uh, jumping into feeling it. Feeling it is where we take one thing that we absolutely love from the past week that we've stumbled across that we think is worth sharing. So your uh, your feeling it the a couple weeks ago was uh, Disney Plus, and I just got it this week. Nice. I just I, I ran out of shit to watch, and that's always a bad thing because hmm. then you're like, you know, let me just spend some money on some. <laughs> Let me buy a game. Yeah. Let me, yeah. You know, so I, I got Disney Plus, um, so I can expand my, uh, my, uh, whatchamacallit. But I, man, the bundle is so dope. It gives you ESPN oh, yeah. Plus, Hulu, if you don't have Hulu already. And if you do, they reimburse you or they, they, uh, take it out of the cost of your, um, we should do that because I'm playing, we're paying for Hulu also. Yeah. They, I think they adjust it. They should sure. adjust your, uh, Disney Plus, uh, subscription. But anyways, 12, hmm. it's 13 bucks. A month and uh 
Yeah, and you get all this access to Disney shows, which... So, Disney Plus is not my feeling, it, but one of the shows on there is Star Wars Rebels. It's the oh, yeah. the animated um, Star Wars show that uh, takes place in between uh, episode three and four. And uh, it, it's about, like, what happened to the Jedis and their counterparts um, after Order 66 and where everybody ends up. And it ties in very well into the Clone Wars series, uh, which is very good, which I love. Uh, uh, which I'm still going. You're still going through. through? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of like the early episodes are really frustrating, um, but it, it, it ends very well. And some of the character arcs are really dope. Even Anakin's character arc is pretty good. Uh, but Rebels is very good. It, it starts off like on ten, and you know it's just about like Rebels doing odd jobs. Rebel shit. Yeah, doing Rebel shit and. It's cool because, like, if you've played the new Star Wars games, you will see, like, the Inquisitors. And uh, they have a couple Inquisitors in this oh, game. It's really cool because it's like, man, the Star Wars, like, whoever's, like, keeping track of all the lore and stuff, they're keeping it together, man. Because this, this came out in, like, 2017 or something like that. And the game recently came out, but they get oh, all yeah. the details, like, correct, which are, of, of course, they're pulling from other source material. But, like, it's just dope that they, like, man... Okay, so the Inquisitors are this throughout, like you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, it's just dope. Like same outfits, same weapon. It's like really, really, really cool. Um, I, I highly recommend it. It's really fun. It's more Star Wars bullshit. That's what I need right now. Yeah, and Mandalorian's really good too. Oh, so good. Um, I just love Maybe the way it's shot, and it's not like it's not doing. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it that I just love. It, it's very like uh. It's very like modern take on Star Wars. Totally, like just the conversations and like the characters are just like, yeah, you don't have to do a British accent. It's fun. It makes it you feel know? like <laughs> it, it makes Star Wars. So Star Wars, the movies always feel like these grand operatic, you know, hero yeah. heroic tales. And the Mandalorian feels like a more grounded, like di- like you're seeing things that you that are usually like off in the distance in Star Wars or like referred to offhand. Yeah. But you're seeing like these new villages. You're seeing these weird characters. These weird like sub you know uh networks of like bounty hunters and stuff like yeah. it's so cool it's it pretty makes it feel cool so cool fucking carl weathers is in it carl Spoiler. weathers <laughs> carl yeah. weathers Carl's weathers um yeah i mean that yo that's the fourth episode so cool <sighs> such if a you're episode. into like westerns and shit you're yeah. gonna love this shit it's a total western like yeah. alamo type guy shit. Ru- well, you know sh- stranger walks into town yeah yeah like, it's just With that sick I, I, yeah i love yeah. that shit man yeah it's so good Give also me. pedro pascal shout out to you he's good um, but, you know it's good um but yeah i will say uh i have been enjoying clone Wars so far mm. i also i think i don't know if i mentioned this before but i watched like the first episode of gargoyles yeah yeah that shit is dark is it <laughs> i don't remember it being that dark i haven't i haven't watched any of it yet it is intense uh i might also pick that back up at some point but um it's really good um, my feeling is something that I already mentioned. It's it's a the new Scorsese movie that's on Netflix. It's I think it's also in theaters in a limited release, but uh, I could be wrong. It might actually just be like a wide no, wide I, release. I heard it's um, coming limited. Out. Yeah, it's in limited release. Oh, where where? Yeah, I guess they do that just for like award mm-hmm. show purposes. But um, yeah, so it's the new movie from Scorsese. It has the 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 gangs all back. I think he. I my brother told me that he also like had reached out to Joe Pesci and like begged him to be on in the movie because he didn't want to be you know, in movies anymore. He was like done with acting. Yeah. So it's Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino in the same movie. And it's oh. just like the, the Holy Trinity of mob 
Right? Man, it's that shit I that got, like I gotta watch it, it is so good. And but I'll, granted, we watched it in two sittings because it's, it's a three and a half hour movie. Oh, that's not how you're supposed to watch it. Scorsese would slap the shit out I of know. you. Sorry, Scorsese. <laughs> Sorry, Marty. Uh, but yeah, so we we watched like the first half like one night, and the next morning we picked it back up because yeah. we were also tired and we're washed. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's got um so many cameos in there that I was actually surprised about. Like there was, there's this one comedian. He's like an Italian American comedian who's like really popular now with a certain crowd. Oh, I, I, I actually find him. What's, very his, funny. what's his name? Um, Sebastian Menescalco. That's his name. Yeah. 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 He, I heard he's, he's hilarious. It. He's so funny to me. Yo, he bodies the role. Oh, okay. Cause he, he already like, he doesn't have he to act that. much. Yeah. yeah he's already him. that yeah. guy. And he plays this like, you know, one of those sort of like Benny Blanco from the Bronx types of where like, he's just super arrogant and like really, you know, one of the new wave, you know, uh, rascals. Yeah. yeah. So in, it's also like Robert De Niro in, in full like Goodfellas mode. And like he played, it's a really interesting story of a guy who he's Irish of Irish descent. And he, you know, he basically becomes, um, one of these like people that does these odd jobs for, for the mob. And Isn't that his character in Goodfellas? Basically, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah, yeah, because uh, well, I mean, yeah, because he couldn't be made, he couldn't become yeah, a made man because yeah. he was half Irish, right? Yeah, yeah. So in in this one, it's fascinating because it also is like a, it's a true story, so right. it's oh, it's right. tied to reality with like Jimmy Hoffa, yeah, and, like, I heard about that. Nixon and stuff, where it's like it really gets into the weeds of like even like JFK being assassinated, all this really cool it feels like forrest gump if forrest gump was about a mob movie where you're like oh shit that's what it <laughs> yo, looks like give me inside. that movie yo, it's, forrest it, gump, the yeah, yeah this that's what this is the irishman so yo it is so good and like everybody is on 10 like yeah the performances are phenomenal like um there was again there was a scene in ridgewood where i was like oh i know exactly where that nice. is uh so many really really dope things of like i don't know just the writing is super solid the uh, the direction, the music choice, the, it just feels like the first time you watched Goodfellas, nice. and you're like, I can watch that movie over and over. Oh, for same. Whenever it's on TV, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna stop yeah. whatever I'm doing watching Goodfellas. Um, it just feels like uh, that mixture of this really tragic but fascinating world where like they'll even introduce people. And then it'll be like so and so, and then it'll like freeze frame, like very good fella style freeze frame, or I forget what movie that is from. But uh, and then it'll have like text on the screen, and it'll be like so and so, you know, died on this day, shot eight times in the head, and is in front of his house, like really dark stuff. And, mm-hmm. you, and you see these people like laughing and like how they lived up until they met their unfortunate fate. And everybody who deals in that sort of world, they never make it out unscathed even even the ones that like survive they completely walk away with like traumatic ptsd and like sorry i'm not not laughing about that but my my partner here is really bugging out playing red dead right now this is actually pretty great (laughs) um yeah it's like is his hand still free is one of his hands still free oh no no no. sorry she's lassoing somebody up right now but yeah um (laughs) the irishman it's on netflix now it's such a wild ride if you if you have the patience for it and you set up enough time for it i would say definitely try to do your best to watch it in one sitting yeah probably start at like 5 p.m or something yeah no for real an off day and then just like get it because we started around like 8 and then around like 11 or not even 11 like around what 9 10 we were like "Mm, let's stop because i still want to do some things tonight um but yeah, I highly recommend it. I definitely it. would check it out. Oh, it's so good. What, what was the um like the whole hoopla about? What was he saying? I guess about Marvel movies. No, about, about like the correct like everybody's like, oh, this is the correct way to oh, watch it. I don't know. I kind of missed that whole joke, but Same. I think it's hilarious. I've been enjoying those memes. Yeah, people watching it on like their 3ds <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, this is hilarious. This was my watching on the Wii. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. Um, 
Yeah, so good. Definitely up there in in his pantheon of you know oh, yeah. movies. Liked it way more than Wolf of Wall Street for sure. But yeah, uh, I watched that recently. Uh, it's a good movie, but it's just like not great. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Um. All right, cool. That about does it for the show this week. Um. Before we wrap up the show, how can the people find you online? Uh, holla at me. Here's my Disney Plus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just give it out to everybody. First seven people to get it. Yeah. yeah. Get it. Um. Now you can email. catch me at Cappy Can't Lose. A P I C A N T L O S E on uh Twitter and Instagram. Uh. Yeah, that's it. Nice. What about you, man? Um, I'm Polly Mayo. That's P-O-L-I-M as in Mario, A-Y-O. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Stadia. Add me on Stadia. No, Same name on everything. So If you got Stadia, please be a friend. Be a please pal. Be a pal. Let's play some Samurai Showdown or something. Um, thank you so much for listening this week. If you have any questions or comments, send them over to questions at the-optional.com. We would love to hear from you. Also, send us a voice messages yeah thanks to gm for we're stepping up to the chamber stepping up to the chamber and addressing the council where we appreciate they appreciate it um please be sure to subscribe we're on itunes google play stitcher anchor and spotify you can take a minute to rate and review the show on itunes we did get a review like i think last month which was really really nice but we need more please give us more reviews really helps spread the word and if you like the show i want to help keep it going uh check out our profile on anchor at anchor.fm slash the optional podcast where we can donate as low as a dollar a month really really helps us out um i think we have enough now for the the new mixer which i'm gonna get which i'm very excited about so thank you for for actually literally funding the show seriously um our homepage is theoptionalpodcast.com that's where you can find the show and share it with your friends as always we're on twitter at the optional nyc and our show's music is by the one and only levi pack you can find him on twitter at underscore l-e-v-i-p-a-c-k so until next time peace peace